Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. And with me, as always, my co-host, the Mark Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. We're ready to go. Lots of stuff to talk about today, Mike. Let's just jump right in. Uh, the Probably the biggest news coming out of the sports world today is the, is the COVID testing for the NFL, right? Training camp is right around the corner, and it seems like... Um, you know, there's some, there's some opt-outs, people are on the COVID list. We're going to talk about all that. Um, just your thoughts so far on the protocols that the NFL is trying to put into place, you know, this two days on one day off. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like out of four days, it's like three days of COVID testing, basically. Um, the Lions kind of gave us a rundown of what they're doing, right? They did yeah. like a little video on, on the website there. Your thoughts on how the NFL is handling it. Um, and with, you're seeing already a, probably an increased number of people already that have either got COVID or have been in contact with somebody who has it, which I don't really know how that works. I don't know how they know that. Like, they write down everybody they talk to, like, Grandma D, and then <laughs> go all the way through. Give me your thoughts. Uh, I mean, they're they're doing what they can. I mean, they take after – that's exactly what the NBA did when they entered their bubble system yeah. was they quarantined everybody and made them do tests every single day. Mm -hmm. And now when you look at the NBA, which we'll talk about later, they have no tests and they're running very strong right now. Right. So the NFL is like, hey, we they did it right. And then yeah. as you see, and we'll talk about a little bit later also, that baseball is yes. having a really hard time. Yep. And they're trying – they try to do the – they did it a little bit differently though. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. So – how the NFL is doing is everyone's getting approved for their system, and they've been catching people coming in, which is great. Right. Because now you can send right. them away, yeah. so no one's. The, the yeah, you're spread. trying to cut everybody initially, yeah. so now. Um, yeah, for sure. So now it's all it's as safe as possibly can be. Right. With yeah. air quotes around yeah. it. Yeah. Right, and and that's the thing though is is keeping these guys safe. Uh, we're seeing a lot of opt outs though, not even with the COVID testing, but as far as people just saying I'm out for the year, yeah. like I'm not coming back. We've seen. I mean, every New England Patriots player that plays on the New England Patriots is out, right? You've seen guys like Dante Hightower are out. Um, Patrick Chung is out. We've seen Devin Funches. He's gone. Um, the, just to name a few. But, like, this list continues to grow of mm -hmm. players who are definitely, like, nope, it's not worth it. I'm just sitting out for the year. Um, your thought, EJ Gaines, another guy I just saw today that said he's he's sitting out for the year. Um are you concerned at all that this is going to become even more spread? This is going to be, this is going to continue to to grow and grow and grow. Where we're going to see bigger name players and bigger name players start to go out and say, you know what, maybe this is not the time for this, mm -hmm. and we're going to see a very dilapidated kind of NFL season because of it. Yeah, I mean that's been my biggest concern is yeah. that like the NBA, not a lot of people opted out. Like mm -hmm. everyone's like, and maybe it's because. It's more of a playoff format than a regular season format. So right. they're like, all right, like we're only, it's only we like ten teams, this, and we yeah. gotta get this yeah. through this little part of time. But the NFL is looking <laughs> at six months of doing this, yeah. And and the NFL has a lot more contact, so it's a lot more dangerous, yeah, for, sure. for people to get to each other and whatever. Um, I do think it's gonna get a lot diluted. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think a lot of the star like quarterbacks mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. those type of players are gonna leave. So I think yeah. you'll get good production there. But I think like. The bottom teams that only have, like, we can mm -hmm. name the Jets because they lost C.J. Mosley because of it. Right. Now they're going from a, they could be interesting to, like, like there's they're going to, right. they have absolutely nobody now because yeah. they traded Jamal Adams also. Now their defense doesn't even have a name on that defense now. Right. So I think there's a lot of those teams where you only have a few star players. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, for the Lions, 
uh, Galladay and TJ Hawkinson are both on the list. If they both like decide to opt out, yeah, you're kind of like it's gonna be a rough go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as a, a team that go. doesn't have just plethora of talent all around, right. losing yeah. two or three star players and maybe losing like one guy on the defensive side, you're like, man, now it's right. Like, like Stafford right now is on the is on the COVID list, right? Yeah. Where it's either he has it or which I find highly doubtful, just based off of the fact of where his family situation is and everything else, and also the fact that. Or he's been in, come in contact with somebody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if Stafford, for instance, were to opt out of this season, yeah. there is zero reason to watch the Lions this year. Mm-hmm. Like, zero. Because they're going to be awful. Like, I don't care who your backup quarterback is. Unless your backup quarterback is is a guy like Jameis, who's got legit starting mm-hmm. capabilities, it's not going to matter. So, I do think that certain teams, like, I think the Packers losing Devin Funches is a huge is a huge loss. Just because, not that Devin Funches is the be-all, end-all, but... The depth at that position for them is is weak. Like if Hawkinson were to opt out, we've got um, Jesse James, who was a disaster the last year. Isaac Nana doesn't seem like he can catch very well, and then they got an undrafted free agent that they have in the tight end room right now. That's it. Yeah. So there's not like a, like you said, there's not a plethora of talent in some of these position groups where you go, oh yeah, that that's gonna make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and for us, it'd be like if Marvin Jones left, like your second best technically. Yeah, right. If you go, he leaves, right. you go. You have Galladay, like they have yeah. Adams, but it's like after that you don't really have much right. you're working with after that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big issue. Like I don't think the Chiefs have that big of a problem because if you lose like Sammy Watkins, you're like we still got nine offensive <laughs> weapons. <here."> you <laughs> yeah, know, like we got, Arm, yeah. we got Tyree. Like their running back opted out. It's like all right, cool, Pringle, we have, dude. <laughs> yeah, we have like three or four backup running right. backs that do the same. Like there are teams out there that if they lose a few people, you're like, okay, but they could still, yeah, still survive. You're going to be good. But right. like, there are some teams where it's like you lose two or three guys, and that's like mm-hmm. you're almost unwatchable. Do you at think that, point. that it's almost like the domino effect is waiting to happen? Like, say a guy like JJ Watt, right? Mm-hmm. You know, says and goes, you know what? I'm not playing this yeah. year. Do you think that that's what it's going to take for maybe other star players? Like, I think right now it's almost like you don't want to be that guy to yeah. kind of kick it off but like if there's a certain person who just goes you know what i'm done like if mm-hmm. brady won't because he's a machine but you know say mahomes or yeah. Lamar is just like you know what i don't think this is the right time to do this i'm out for the mm-hmm. year and then obviously tank their entire season's plans but also do you think that would kind of start a snowball effect where you go okay he's gone that yeah, maybe if if mahomes ain't playing i ain't playing because yeah. and it's just going to continue to grow after that do you think you're, there's like a a guy that can go and say, if that if this person leaves it does, or opts out of this season, that this whole season is going to be pretty much screwed. Um, see, I'm conflicting because I think it depends on the team and the. I, I think yeah. I think there are a few guys. I think if like a Russell Wilson did, yeah. or a big leader of yeah. the NFL did, right. like as you said, JJ Watt, I think it would. But I would honestly. Be shot like if like say like in a hypothetical like a Lamar Jackson or yeah. a Patrick Mahomes only one of them left. Yeah. I think the other one's like I'm gonna stay because now I have yeah, an you're even better way, shot. You're not in my way. Anymore. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. Like I think there are people with that mentality where it's like yeah. now like For that sure. that big team is out of the way. Like I think if Russell Wilson left, I think mm-hmm. a lot of teams would. But then like guys in like the 49ers would be like, wait, if we stay, we just got a pretty easy road now, right? right? So right, sure. I think there are teams with that kind of mentality that are just going to be like, if a few people leave, mm-hmm. maybe it's just easier for us. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think that a lot of people, if a big enough name does leave, like yeah. a Russell Wilson, I think a lot of people are going to be like, yeah. he does. Yeah. Right, exactly. Why am I playing if the best guy, right. like second best guy? I think what you wind up there. seeing too is a worse product because the people who will play are the other guy are the young guys. Like, yeah, are those guys that are like I I just need I just need a job right yeah. if I can go out and kill it this year right yeah. then I then I can get signed long term to a, to a contract somewhere you know um, 
it's going to be an interesting time for sure just to see what's going to happen, you know, as this kind of progresses. You that's going to be that's going to be interesting say like like the Kyler Murray just go off because they're playing a lot of yeah. teams that don't have Right, yeah, like the, the whole secondary is a bunch of second year dudes. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, and they're just like blowing through them and then they get big contracts and then like next season, yeah. like season after this where everyone's coming back and you're not doing so hot. It's like mm-hmm. that was like the COVID year where it's like, yeah, you did really good in the COVID year. Right. But is right. it going to transfer to you every think other that, year? Do you think, like, is, let's let's just be super optimistic here for a second. Say the Lions play well this year, right? Okay. And they go 10-6, and 11-5, right? That That's my, that's my like, high mark for this team, right? Yeah, that is my high mark, too. So, say they play well enough, they make the playoffs, right? And say they win a playoff game. Does that, does, does that take, does their success in this particular scenario with everything that's going on, does that, like, dampen anything for you to be like, well, I mean, yeah, but you did it in the one year where, like, Hat, like yeah. players from the Packers or players from the Bears or I mean you got a couple guys but nobody that important like you know what I mean like does that would that hurt and same thing for the Super Bowl winner yeah. say the Baltimore goes out and wins the Super Bowl this year Lamar plays fine yeah. and you're like okay cool does that lessen the importance you know or does it maybe bring it up because yeah. it's like well I think I think, I think that is a very because that's the same discussion of like this NBA champion oh yeah for sure gonna, yeah, weeks ago. the asterisks yep. thing. Yep. Um, I don't necessarily think it will because I don't think at this moment enough big names are coming out. Yeah. But as a Detroit Lion, here's a reverse question to that: yeah. Is what if the Lions end up going say like four and twelve? Yeah. But then you make these. Well, it's the COVID year and we lost all these guys. Right. So they're able to keep oh, yeah. their job another year. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that is a problem that I would have. Yeah. You think that? So forward. yeah. So say that the Flame Lions go four and twelve and. You know, they have a couple starters that just go, you know what, I'm out kind yeah. of thing. You know, like, you, say, like, Marvin and Hawkinson. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think that they – I think that where they're at is from an organizational standpoint, I don't think they have the enough clout at this point to be able to justify bringing them back if they're like that again, even with that. I, okay, I, really, I, 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 I also – I hope not. Yeah, I don't and think That's my so. scares. I'm like, it was COVID. We lost well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, In the Lions' particular case, right, like, I think other teams, like um, – that you know have coaches that are maybe kind of in that weird spot, right? Like I think if the the Jets are going to be terrible, I think everybody in the world thinks the Jets are going to be terrible. Yeah. I think Adam Gase is safe regardless, right? Yeah. Um, but in the Lions' case, right, with Patricia and Quinn, if they go six and ten, right, I don't care who's sitting out there unless it's Stafford. But even then, quite frankly, it's your job to build a team that's somewhat competitive, and that's yeah. why we brought Chase Daniel in. Um, if you're six and ten, four and twelve, whatever, I don't think they have enough rope left. To be like yeah. to extend it a year plus with the new ownership. The last thing I think that the new owner is going to want to do is she's going to be like, well, let's just continue to settle for mediocrity instead of blowing it up and mm-hmm. getting it right. You know what I mean? So I think this is truly, unless like disaster happens, we're like, all right, Stafford's out, Galladay's out, Swift's out. Like, like if everybody's gone mm-hmm. and this is just third stringers versus third stringers. Then maybe, but yeah. that's the most extreme case possible. Where it's yeah. like, there's no Rodgers, there's no Khalil Mack, there's yeah. no Stafford, there's no, there's nobody. You yeah. know what I mean, kind of thing. Then I think maybe, but I think that's more like a league reset where everyone just goes, yeah, let's just not talk about that year and yeah, we go on to it. But other than that, I don't think that they have enough. Because yeah, that's that's my big. Worry I'd be going pissed. In. Quite frankly, if, like, if we yeah. go six and ten, they're like, listen, this is the year COVID. Like, give us. If another, Stafford oh, opts yeah. out, though, then you might as well just prepare for everyone to get fired because this team's gonna be terrible if, yeah, without him. So basically. it's gonna be a rough go. Anyway, um, let's talk to let's talk baseball while we're on this same topic because baseball just started up. Tigers are five and two. We're excited. Woo. First, first in the in the American League, or at least tied. Yeah, tied. Right, I think with Cleveland. So 
Um, five and two starting out hot, which is, you know, interesting to say the least, right? Um, but at the same time, now we're getting reports out there. The Marlins are obviously the first team to kind of get like, all right, stop it. You know, right? you know sit down. Um, but, you know, the league is in, as a whole, as Rob Manfred, the commissioners kind of said, hey, listen, uh, the teams better start being a little bit more vigilant on, on what they're doing after the games because if this continues to grow and more and more teams having to get quarantined, um, the league's going to be done. The whole season's going to be gone. And we're already at a modified game. We're already doing modified double headers where maybe it's only going to be seven. In. Like, they're trying everything possible, to the league's credit, to get some sort of a season in, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, take the money aspect out of it for a second. Just from a fan perspective of, you know, listen, we got to give them something. We're trying to give you the best solution we can. But... If you know more and more teams happen, we're not going to see a season at all. How concerned are you, Mike, with the fact that we were seven games, seven eight games in, and all right, that was it. You know, yeah, no, sorry it, about it, you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough because I think it. I'm not as big as a baseball fan yeah. as say like I think it scares me more for the NFL season. Oh yeah, for that's sure. coming up. Because I think they have a lot I think that's more. about ninety percent of the population. Yeah, I there's think that's a, a lot more. There's, a there's a lot plus more guys that are sitting in their in their lazy boys that are watching every Tigers game with their little pen and pencil like that was an out. That was not an out. Oh, Those man. guys. Everybody else is more concerned about the NFL. No offense. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, it, it scares me a lot because I don't. I think the NFL is doing a better job at testing people. Like Ahead I think baseball. Time, yeah. yeah, baseball is like you get like we're gonna do a day or two, and yeah. then we're gonna do it every single day. But yeah. they are not really into it, and then they're not keeping track of everybody right. after the game and stuff. Um, baseball, yeah, it's just it's. it's I'm, I'm scared. Yeah, it's, it's, to say the least, I'm yeah, very scared. Yeah, it's gonna be tough because you know, and we talked about other possible solutions. You know, like the NBA is clearly doing the best. We're gonna talk about that in part two of this show. Uh, but you know, with 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 what you have to do in the travel schedule, I mean, I think we what we talked about our solution would have been just to have everybody in your division just kind of be hauled up into a place yeah. and take over a couple hotels. Play at a play at a neutral site that's all agreed upon, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone plays in Cleveland, where I don't care. There's no home field. There's no home field advantage. There's no fans. Yeah. So, and just roll with, you know, going, you know, just your divisional games. Winners of that divisional go, and then we have the teams in the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, whatever the case may be, but because there is still some traveling and that kind of thing, you're obviously getting exposed to people every single day, mm-hmm. and you know, because they're not in this bubble like the NBA is, where you're you're really just you know, like, all right, see ya tomorrow kind of thing, and yeah. hope you don't get COVID tomorrow. Like, that's really the the goal. Yeah, I there. think they could even expand it upon that because they're playing, like, like the Tigers are in the AL Central, mm-hmm. so they're playing the NL Central teams, mm-hmm. and they're all, like, Chicago, Pittsburgh, all those teams. You could put all 10 of those teams yeah, for sure. in a bubble yeah, system for sure. yeah. and then play all 60 games in a bubble system yeah. and then have done it. Instead of just, like, your division, you could play yeah. the AL and NL of the same division in right. one area or whatever, right. and... I think that would have worked a lot better also, but... Yeah, yeah it's hard, right? It's hard. And, you know, the logistics of it, obviously taking people away from their families for, you know, two, three months at a time like that, because that's what the NBA is doing, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like he got... It's not like LeBron's kids are with him, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know well, I mean? I mean, yeah, I think the caveat to that is that once you get down to, like, the semifinals, you're going to be able to invite your family back right, then. Right, right. So I think Which that's the nice. incentive of, yes. I'm only going to be gone for, like, a month and a half, and then you right. guys can come in and right. join me or whatever. Yeah. So... 
And where baseball, you would have that, like... No, you wouldn't have that luxury. Yeah, because you'd have three months until playoffs start. Yes. And then the playoffs would be another month and a half, so that's, like, almost five months. Right, yeah. It's it's difficult for sure. They're really trying... They're walking a fine line here. Like, I... I, You even see it in the broadcast, right? Somebody hits a home run, there's no high fives, it's all air fives, it's whatever, right? But at the same... There's only so much you can do at Mm. at this point in time, so it's kind of like... You know, they're trying to figure out a solution, and I, I give, for as much crap as the league, as MLB gets for handling certain situations, like the Astros scandal and what have you, I do think that them coming out and being like, hey, we got to clean this up, because if not, we're all losing money, we're all going to, this yeah. whole season's going to be gone. And, and the fact that they're addressing it as quickly as they are, because they're seeing, it's like, okay, this is coming quick, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and two, from a scheduling perspective, it's hard because, okay, the Marlins are out for two weeks or whatever. All right, cool. Yeah. Now we got to put. How are we going to reconfigure this skit? Now everything's on hold, and this little area, everyone else is still playing. Yeah. But now we're over here, and well, yeah, well, because the problem is their schedule. They should have included like ten days off. Yeah. For scheduling, like rescheduling mm-hmm. purpose. Right. But they had sixty days. Right. And they made a sixty game schedule. Right. And they're like, so, everyone's just going. So everyone's playing yeah. every single day. Yeah. Which is cool for baseball fans. They're like, oh, I get baseball every single day. Like right. legit every single day. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, but if someone tests positive, you have to be out for a week or something. Right, yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? Yeah, like, now in the Marlins situation, you have to be out for two weeks. It's like, how are you going to res- – you can't reschedule all of those games. Right. So now you're just going to give them losses. Right, yeah. Exactly. Even though they're not yeah. actually losses. Yeah, what do you do, right? So the Dodgers get infected, and the, yeah. the Dodgers are one of the best teams in baseball. But now they have take two weeks of losses. <laughs> yeah, exactly, though, right. Now they have 14 losses, and now they, maybe they don't make playoffs, which then hurts the product yeah. going into, you know, the playoffs because obviously you're like, all right, well – you want the best 16 teams. Do, do the Tigers really belong in the playoffs? Probably not. But at the same time, you know, with certain situations, it, it's it's a, it's a legit possibility at this point. Maybe it's just last team standing yeah. with the most impact players. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're we still here. <laughs> we're in. <laughs> yeah, right? We're, we're making it slowly but surely. So it's going to be extremely interesting. Um, well, let's, let's, let's cross our fingers and... Uh, that we you know we get some semblance of a baseball season, if nothing else, just to give, um, you know, just to give the fans, just to give the players, just to honestly, just to have something, right? But I mean, right now it's we went from being having nothing to now. Like I saw a calendar out there, it was like, okay, today they've got NHL games, NBA games, and baseball going all at the same time, yeah, right? And, and then, then soccer is yeah. there, and UFC is <clears> out there, and. Right, they and got then, they know, got a lot of stuff. Going. Yeah, it's all it's all being wrapped up into one big, you know, every single day. It's like, oh, geez, what do you watch now? Um, even if baseball goes, there's still sports. But the problem, once again, is like if you're if baseball's all you yeah. care about, right, and you lose that, that's gonna really suck for sure. So let's hope we they can figure that out and everyone just be cool. It's basically yeah, what be, cool. Yeah, be cool. Be cool. Be cool, and just go home. Yeah, and Hang game out. and home. And yeah, just go home. exactly. Game home, game, game home. home. That's yeah, it. That's it. That's all you get. You don't get anything else. Okay. You millions of dollars. You can DoorDash forever. <laughs> um, all right. That's gonna be it, Mike, for part one of this show. At uh, part two, we're gonna be talking the NBA. They're back officially in full swing. We're gonna talk about that, and we're also gonna be talking some Madden 21 ratings, some new abilities. How excited are we for the new video game? I know you're excited for sure. Uh, to kick my butt every single time we play. So that ought to be fun. Um, <laughs> he gets a clap for that, of course. Yes. I'm sure. All that, all that good stuff after the break. Stick around. Hey, guys. It's the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. Just reminding you once again that we are live every single Monday, 7 a.m. with your favorite Detroit sports podcast. 
on all your favorite streaming sites. Uh, we love the feedback that we're getting from you guys. We appreciate your growing support. And the best way to support the show is, number one, to subscribe to the show on your favorite streaming service. Also, go into our YouTube page. Just go to I'm Always Right Sports Podcast and that search bar. Click that subscribe button and click the notification bell. You know when we're posting every single Wednesday at 7 a.m., so make sure you don't miss that. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Let us know if we're right or wrong. But you know we're always going to be right, hence the title of the show. Uh, we really appreciate all your support. Be sure to go and buy the official T-shirt of the I'm With Right Sports Podcast at belowthecolor.com. We really appreciate it once again. Thank you for all your support. Stay safe out there. Now here's part two of episode 88. The road to episode 100 is officially underway. Welcome back to part two of the I'm With Right Sports Podcast. Episode 88, the road to 100 is on. Big, big stuff coming for episode 100, I promise you, especially in regards to this bad boy over here. If you're listening to the podcast right now, I just pointed to the I'm Always Right 24-7 championship, currently held by the Merck Zone over here, Mike Merkel. Um, but and Mike, I have to bring it every single I day. know. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's so true. much more work. <laughs> Staring at me, mocking me in the face, it's yeah. fine. Um, but let's jump right in here, Mike. Let's talk NBA action here. Lots of stuff to talk about with the NBA, considering the fact that um, you know, we're we're actually in the actual like regular season games now, right? Yeah. No more scrim images. Um, we're talking, you know, legitimate. These have impact on the standings. Um, before we talk about like, because uh, we we've, we've already talked about a little bit how the NBA has done a really nice job of kind of quarantining everybody, mm-hmm. right? But before we talk about that, let's. T- I want to talk to you about just the quality of the game so far. I have not had a chance to watch a ton of basketball. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, are on <laughs> it like you know nobody's business. So. Yes, talk to me about in your in your aspect. You know, we we talked so much about the return. We've talked. We predicted. We already told you who the NBA champion is going to be. So yeah, if you haven't listened to that. So go back into the archives. But um, you know, give me your thoughts on just the quality of play, the rate of play. You know, we're seeing. I just based off the scoreboard, seeing a lot of blowouts yeah. right now. Um, but at the same time, I don't know what that's attributed to. Yeah. Well, it's a fair amount of blowouts and overtime and very yeah. close games at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. Um, I I think. I, I like super high scoring. Yeah, I like just about everything about this restart. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than almost anyone could have predicted it could have been. Yeah. Um, having the big LED boards around so you don't see like just mm-hmm. chairs of people like kind of in baseball. Yeah. Where like wow, it's empty there. Right. Where like here you get piped in sound noise, so it's kind of it feels it, like an arena. It, like it feels like an arena, arena and right. it feels like. One of those, it's not, it's gonna sound really weird when I say it, but I'm gonna yeah. explain it. One of those like sitcom, like where you have the people in the back, like, mm-hmm. like yeah, cheering like the, like, the and like the laugh track yeah. where they're laughing behind kind of right. thing, where it's like you don't see it, but you hear like, mm-hmm. like defense or right, you hear like right, crowd right. noise. Right. So you're like, are there people sitting? Like, if you didn't know, you'd be like, oh, there's probably people sitting like, yeah, away uh, from on the, the hard camera side, on the hard cam side where right. the, where the, um, looking at the court right so i think visually aesthetically everything it looks really good i will say um for big basketball fans it's very sloppy play right now yeah um, especially uh watching the lakers um uh, play the clippers and then the raptors you can kind of tell that lebron's kind of you know he's like he would drive but he loses the ball a good amount right now and right. there's a lot of that little stuff going on mm-hmm. and that's just going to take some like that's why they're playing the eight regulars. And, let, and let's talk about that part, right? And you for know, because I think we have to give the NBA some credit here for basically insulating itself, you know, yes. with their testing, with getting everybody remote. Which obviously it's a little harder to do for other leagues. Obviously, you know, there's mm. there's 20 guys on an NBA team compared to you know 110 for the NFL and what have you. But at the same time, you are now seeing 
a you know this you know, we're seeing, we're going to see a full season more than likely yeah. from the NBA right like there there's no there's been no people testing positive or anything like that with all the testing they've done a nice job of vetting that out that process has kind of been refined and because of that now to your point we're maybe seeing some sloppy play here but I think the NBA almost anticipated that with with having this little eight game buffer here to go hey. You know, we know it's going to take a little bit of time to get into rhythm. So now that we're, you know, by the time we maybe get into playoffs, we're going to see a little bit better version of basketball as compared to right now where everything's kind of all over the place right now, which I think is part of the reason why we're seeing such high scores. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, defense isn't really – because there are a lot of teams that are having, like, like the Trailblazers are getting Jurkic and uh, mm-hmm. Zach Collins back, too. Big guys that mm-hmm. they didn't have all season because they were hurt. You're having a lot of guys bringing in, like, Avery Bradley's not playing for the Lakers. Right. Or the Clippers had to go without Lou Williams and Montrezl right. Like You have right. all these teams that are missing pieces, right. either due to the COVID reasoning or because they just left and came back or just not going to be there in general. Right. So they had, they're finding it's almost like the first days of the regular season back in October right. are happening right now exactly. where you have to get back in rhythm, you <clears> got to <throat> get back with your teammates and stuff. Yep. But I think eight games is a perfect amount of time where you can kind of get back into shape, yeah. get everything going, get, out lower out the kinks. Yep. So when the playoffs start, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, we're not just jumping right into playoff basketball. We got right. a few... For some teams, they're like playoff atmosphere type games. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. the top tier teams, yeah. it's just... If you're just Portland, you're like, well, we got to win this game. We have to yeah. win every game. Yeah, we have to win every single game. If you're Memphis, you have to win every single game. If you're like the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, you're like, right. if we can, we can, go we can test some stuff fine. out, yeah. 500, and then we'll make right. the playoffs and be fine. Right. But it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, I've watched just about every single game. Yeah. And I don't think... Even the blowouts... They're still playing the starters a lot too, right, which is nice. Where like like the Pelicans nice. lose by thirty, but Zion still plays thirty minutes. Where right. It's like all right, I'm still enjoying watching these people play, even yeah. though it's the scoreboard's not for sure. Very good. For sure, absolutely. Yeah, talk to me too. Just you know, I some people you know were as natural you know as it comes. You know, even when October we were talking about when the Clippers beat the Lakers that first yeah. meeting right to open the season. And everyone was making a big deal about it, right? And we talked about, all right, let's pump the brakes here. It's one game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and now we're kind of seeing the opposite of that. Not just that Lakers win over the Clippers, but, you know, now Toronto just beat L.A., right? We're seeing, and because every game, there's only so many games, right? Every result is somehow, like, there's a message. There's a hidden message yeah. inside that game for whatever reason. Um, based off of what you're seeing so far, are you concerned at all um, about some of these top teams where you're like, yeah, they just don't look like they have it right now. Like, does it change at all your predictions on how, you know, when we when we broke the season down just a couple weeks ago, does it change at all how you look at how this playoffs is potentially going to break down? Do you see a team like Houston or the Mavs maybe coming out maybe a little bit farther into the into the year, where a team like the Clippers maybe not so much or, or what have you? Yeah, um, I think <clears throat> it's too early to tell because, like okay. I said, with the you're not really in sync yet. Like, mm-hmm. like LeBron, like, so you look at that Lakers Clippers game, that first right. game, right? LeBron's stat line was 14, 10, and 7. Right. Right? When you get to the playoffs. Ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I look at that and I'm like, that was great. Now, Anthony Davis did it quite amazingly right. or whatever and really yeah. helped carry that load or whatever. But I'm like, people are like, yeah. And then Clippers don't have Lou Williams and Montrezl Harold, so now they're going to be exactly. better. Oh, but yeah, then I go, sure. but LeBron's not only going to give you 14 points. Right. He's probably going to give you 30 right. when the playoffs come around. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of teams that are either not showing everything they got mm-hmm. or it's it's like the – it's like um, 
in the NFL. Preseason NFL stuff? It, not even preseason, mm-hmm. but it's like when you're kind of getting to the playoffs yeah. and you start kind of resting people and stuff. Oh, you're okay. not you're not really showing everything you have. Okay. You don't want to bring out those trick play right. everything because you're like, I'm going to wait until we're down seven in the playoffs yeah. to pull off this cool trick play kind of right. thing that we're going to work that we've been working on. Like the Philly special. Right. You're not going to show that in the regular season. You're going right. to do that in a Super Bowl type atmosphere. Right. You're not bringing out everything in the NBA that you have. In these regular season games, you're going to put it all on the line in the postseason. Right. So it's really hard to be like, mm-hmm. like the Celtics lost by seven to the Bucks, and people are like, oh my God, are the Celtics. Yeah, it's Tatum, like, Tatum played Because Tatum played awful. He only yeah. had like six points or something. But right. it's like, is Tatum always going to only give you six points? Yeah. No, he's going to probably give you 25. Right. So the game's going to be a whole lot different right. then. So. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, you know, it's just an interesting thing because, you know, when you see these instant reactions, right? Like I saw, yeah. I saw, it was funny because I saw some Clipper fans who are uh, magically are now Clipper fans. I don't, I didn't remember this many Clipper fans be existing, you know, a they year didn't. ago, but it's fine. Um, but seeing that, they're like, oh, the Lakers are screwed, you know, because yeah. they only won by two, blah, 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 blah. And then you see the Lakers fans are like, no, we're going to just, we're going to steamroll you guys forever. I don't think it's either one of those, you know what I mean? No, but, no, no. Um, but it's interesting though, like, you know, what Toronto beating LA, I was like, see, Toronto's not a team to be looked at. And I go, all right, let's. Let's relax a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just interesting to see the the amount of importance that fans are putting on each individual yeah. game, especially on, on the teams that I think sometimes even the fans are taking these games a little more seriously for the they top are. teams than, than the actual teams themselves. Here's what I equate it to also is when you look at the NBA, it's like a team playing three and four nights yeah. to a team that just got three days off. And you're like, yeah. you're like, how did the Pistons beat the Lakers? Right. Oh, well, the Pistons had three days off, and Lakers right. played three and four days. Mm-hmm. It's like the Lakers are not looking at these games like we. If the Lakers were the eighth seed and they're like, we have to we win have every to single game, right. they they would be playing at a much different level. They're the one seed guaranteed right now. Right. So they're not they're not out here having to prove anything against Toronto. Right. So the, I mean. They try to, to beat Toronto, but at the end of the day, they're like, we're not going to... LeBron's not playing 46 minutes to go beat Toronto. Right. They're waiting until the playoffs, and the Clippers don't right. do that. So, right. for sure. I don't think you can look at each individual game, especially for the top teams. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, the Portland Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, right? Is Memphis. Right, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you can look that at that. Fight, that fight, right? But at yeah. the top... That, the top are just... No one's talking about these bottom teams. That's what's weird, right? Is everything that we talked about storyline-wise going into this into this restart, where it was like... It's all the top the, five like, teams the, Like, the side. bottom three, four teams, right, are going to be really fun to watch because it's going to be, like, legit playoff yeah. basketball. And then the other team, while it's fun to see the Clippers and Lakers play... At, at yeah. the end of the day, it's a means to an end. They don't really care yeah. long term. Like, like if I game. told you right now, which game would you rather watch, Lakers, Clippers regular season or Pelicans, Trailblazers? Right. I'd probably tune in to Pelicans, Trailblazers right. only because there's more on there's the way line. more on the line at exactly. this very moment right. yes. for those games. And those are the games where you can go, wow, Zion only had 20 points. He should have right. had more. Shut so down. He got shut down by this right. person. Yeah. Where you look at Lakers, Clippers, Lakers are the one seed, so they're like... Yeah, we got one and two going at each other. You're like... Okay, okay, we'll see this again in, 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 in six two, weeks. In, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't think you can really put a microscope on each game. Yes, yes. Especially the top teams, maybe the lower teams. And that's why I want to talk time. about it too because I, I think that right now I think people are focused. It's, 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 it's human nature, right? You oh, yeah. focus on the best players, right? You care yeah, more absolutely. about that, right? But I think that if you're a fan of, of good basketball and of teams that – if you want something, if everyone wants to feel like right now because it's the short season that there's stakes, right? What are the what does this mean? Yeah. What what is this going to mean in, in a week from now, two weeks yeah. from now? These top five six uh, teams, yeah. are, I, I don't think it matters. Yeah, right? looking at Lakers, Raptors, <clears throat> I go this literally impacts absolutely nothing, nothing. zero and nothing because Lakers are the guaranteed one and Raptors are pretty hard in two right now. Right. And, like if, five and, games and if you're Toronto, you're feeling great, right? Yeah. Like if you're a Toronto fan, you're like, see, don't count out the champs, whatever. But at the same time, other people are going, 
Literally, it doesn't matter. Like, in the slightest. But now, if you're a Trailblazer fan, and you're like, man, well, okay, we got to play the Lakers, and we got to play the Lakers. These are must-win basketball games for us to even get into the playoffs. If if the Trailblazers beat the Clippers by, like, 10, that's where you go, wait, what just happened there? Right, because you're seeing seeing the, you know, these bottom couple teams on both sides. Not so much the East, because it's... it's Oh, the East bottom is rough. It's it's a crapshoot. But especially in that West, but you're also seeing, too... A and I don't know if this is because we're kind of getting back into the rhythm a little bit, but in my mind, I'm seeing a big gap in 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 team building. I guess the best way to put I don't know of talent between one through four and five through eight. Like I don't know if you're seeing oh, that yeah. as well, but I am seeing like I thought it would be a little bit more tightly contested in that regard. But mm-hmm. I'm definitely seeing like like take out you know the Bucks and Lakers for a second, and even say even Toronto and the Clippers. But like okay, like you're seeing. You know, these teams that are, like, in that 5 through 8 range, you're like, yeah, this is fun to watch, you know? And, and there are some heavy implications going into this playoffs, but, like, I'm not super confident that a lot of these teams, you know, yeah. especially the East, I have no confidence at all that I any think, team out of the East outside of the Bucks and maybe the Celtics are I think are it's one of those things for fans where, unless you're a big, like, if the Pistons were the 8 seed, Oh, yeah, I'd be invested. In, I'd be wholeheartedly I invested. Th- yes, I, think it's one, I think it's one of those things where you go, in the grand scheme of things, you know... It's probably like if you had to bet money, it'd be Lakers, Clippers on one side, and it's gonna be Bucks and name a team, name Celtics, Toronto, name a team. Maybe the 76ers if they probably pull it up together. Yeah, but yeah, but it's gonna be Bucks and somebody. Those are the three or four teams that are gonna be there. So that means your rooting interest for everyone else is kind of like diminished. Like like, I would love to watch the Mavs do something, but are they gonna do something? Not probably not. And that's that's the problem with the five through eights. It's like. It's cool to watch Mavs Rockets, but at the end of the day, both these teams will probably be second round, first yeah. round outs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no offense. Is, right, right. Exactly. So that's why yes. when and and so and then you see Lakers Raptors and you're like, that's a big time game, but it doesn't mean anything. Last question so, on this topic, real problem. quick here. What would you rather have for you as a fan? Right? Would you rather see the top four right in the Western Conference? Or would you rather see Lakers Clippers on the West? And see the Bucks, and let's just let's just take the first. Let's just say Toronto. Toronto, okay. Consider one twos. One twos, right? Yeah, one and twos, right? Or would you rather have a team? I don't think it's as plausible in the West, just because of them looking at it. But let's just take these. Say a team like the Heat or the 76ers or somebody like that that's kind of in that middle range. Yeah. Make a run to that Eastern Conference Finals and take one of those spots, preferred probably from Toronto, and, and yeah. face the Bucks. Which one would you? Which one would you rather have? The two on both sides, proverbial favorites, going at it, or would you rather see that Cinderella team or two take one in the West? Say the Clippers are, le- say LeBron breaks his leg and yeah. the Lakers are out, and or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and you see a team like the Mavs or somebody kind of make a run out of nowhere. Uh, I would. What, what do you? What would you rather? See? I I have been dying to watch Lakers Clippers all year. Yeah. So I think. Uh, my perfect scenario for basketball would be Lakers Clippers on the West, okay. and then the East. I would I would honestly rather see Bucks and like a Heat or a Boston okay. than I would a Toronto. I, if you say Toronto's the number two. Just so yeah, just saying it right now, right? But I would I would like to see the Bucks against like the Heat. I think okay. that'd be a great matchup, and yeah. the Heat are six seats. So that'd be the underdog story there. Yeah. Just from the West, there's not a team in the West. Like if I was a big, if LeBron played for like. 
the Mavs, yeah. where they're a seven seed, I'd be like, that'd be cool. Underdog story, watch right. a seven sure. seeded team, or for like sure. if he played for Memphis or something, yeah, where right. I'm like, I like the player, now I like the team, and the eight seeds going to fight the number one seed Clippers. That would be fun. Yeah. But for the two teams that I like the most and I want to see fight it out the most, right. at least on the Western side, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm yep. like, those are the two. I don't have as much rooting interest on the Eastern side, mm-hmm. so I would love to see the Bucks and an underdog team, because if the underdog team goes all the way, that'd be yeah. extraordinary. Be right. like, oh now, my God. The, the caveat to that, though, right? Is Say that say like a Heat who was a six seed wins that wins that and goes to the finals. Does it lessen then the NBA finals then? Because you're probably like, does. Because you're like, all right, Clippers or Lakers versus this, this is, team this where is, you go, oh, that was a steamroll. Well, that was this over is, five. This is going to be really sad to say though, but yeah. in the NBA for the last five, six, six years, yeah. I've really felt that it was okay. So the Western Conference Final is the NBA final, and then you get to the mm-hmm. final, and then you're just going to steamroll the Cavs anyway, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I really felt that for the last six years yeah. in the West anyway, yeah. so I don't and think And last year was different. the inverse where it was like, whoever wins this, the Warriors are a wounded dog at this point. Yeah, it's so it's, it's, Bucks, it's Bucks-Raptors going to win the title, whoever right. wins that series. For sure. So I've always felt there, there's one of the conferences that are like, that's the finals... And then there's, like, the other team that's, yeah. that's in the finals yeah. where they're going to get steamrolled. Exactly. And so that's kind of, like, like if the Heat made that run, I go, I'm just used to, yeah. like, a team like, like the Heat yeah. making the run. That's, but then they're yeah. just going to lose in four to the Lakers or yeah. Clippers. Right, so. yeah. that's gonna, It's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, you know, I'm uh, these playoffs, I think, are going to be a lot closer, I think, than some people. I think oh, absolutely. I think outside of, outside of, like, maybe the top couple. I think once you get to the semis. Yeah, it's where we're really going to get. going to go. Like, down. Lakers, Rockets, Clippers, Denver. That's Woo! how you're, like. Yeah, I don't know, man. Let's go. It's tough. Yeah, let's, you know, chip, chop, chip, for sure. All right, let's talk. Last topic of the day. Uh, let's talk some Madden 21. Okay. We are on the, what are we, when does it come out? The 21st? Something? It comes out the 20, let's see, 28th, I think, is. Is pre-release? Is, no, it's Friday. Okay. So it would be the 25th. Okay. It would be that, that Tuesday, I think. The, the ultimate pre-release, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Three thing. days before? Yeah. So I think it's so, the 25th. Right. The beta's already been out for a little while. Obviously, we're not cool enough to kind of get that kind of access. No, I heard it's really bad, though. Yeah, I did, so too. I did, too. I heard the I'm same I'm kind of happy I didn't play it. <laughs> um... Some people are already telling, like, oh, we already found blitzes in here. I go, how? How could you? Like, yeah, it's like, three teams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of my thought, too. It's um, three teams on regs. Right, yeah. You're not even in, like, mutt or draft no. chance where, like, that's right. actually important. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I, I did want to spend a little bit of time on on this because it's the biggest video game for the sports. I mean, you can take NBA 2K. You got FIFA it, it, and all that stuff. Uh, at but, least for us yeah. as football fans, it's the biggest for yeah, us. For Obviously, sure. if you're a big – Meta, I would say, is the biggest – I think sporting it's the, game, yeah, right? But if you're like a big basketball, well, yeah, fan, obviously, that, obviously but... NBA 2K, and we've been talking about NBA 2K too, um, as as it comes out and what have you. But Madden's coming out, right? The big thing about Madden, I think, is the ratings, right? And and who's rated where? I think I don't know why, but I feel like the NBA guys, for the most part, are like okay, like I don't feel like maybe I don't see it as much on social media. Where like yeah. it's a massive uproar. Maybe it's just because like. Certain I think guys like all right, LeBron's a ninety-eight. We got it. Like it's just I don't, kind of yeah. Assumed. I, I think for the NFL, I think there's so many. Like it's like so we hard. look at, and yeah. we're probably going to end up talking about the Lions and their rating system. But we talk about how like Kenny Galladay is probably like a top six receiver ish. Yeah. But like his right rating now. is just so hard because what he does doesn't translate to the game. Yes. Where I think in basketball, everyone does the same thing relatively. Yep. Yep. So it's like yep. who's just the best at playing basketball? Exactly. And so people yep. don't outwork. There's a lot that more kind of variables stuff. in um in, in football, in football sure. than there is right. basketball like, or, I, or something I, else. Kenny Galladay, I think, is the perfect example of this because. 
Galladay is not rated as a top five receiver in Madden right yeah. now. All right, I think he's a top five receiver. Yeah, in the I'd say right I'd now. say top tier. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would have to rank I mean, him. You gotta. But. Yeah, it's all based off personal preference. But but Kenny Galladay does not run a four two. Kenny Galladay is not the crispest of route runners possible, like a Michael Thomas yeah. is, right? But Kenny, what Kenny Galladay does is, you know, he is the highest completion percentage on contested balls over 15 yards. Like those statistics, where you go, "Oh, how the hell are we going to program that into exactly. a video game?" It's not, it's not feasible, right? So when you, well, if you're a Lions fan like I do, I play 98 percent of my games with the Detroit Lions in Madden, whether it's in regs or not. I know, call me stupid. I'm that guy. If you find a guy playing with the Lions, you're probably playing me. <laughs> More than like, or Mike sometimes. But regardless, right, like, I think it's hard. I think it's the same, like, like Tom Brady, right, which I think is where the abilities have kind of helped even that a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Like, Brady is terrible in Madden. He's slow. The arm strength is just average, right? There's nothing about Tom Brady on paper that makes you go, wow, he yeah. is awesome. But then when you see him play, you're like, all right, he's the greatest of all time, yeah. right? I think even guys like Aaron Rodgers sometimes, I don't think, get enough of like an oomph in those kind of categories because, you know, Rodgers is not fast, but man, is he elusive. It's all get up, right? Like how do you, how do you program that? Elusive Um, is like, it's hard to program. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, like he's get better break tackle. That's not really fair. Cause if I go and power bomb his ass, he should be, yeah, he's not, you know, right. So it's, it's hard where I think other positions like defensive end, it's like, all right, you're really good. JJ White. Yeah. You're You're really good. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're really, you got a great block shed. Um, Talk to me though, Mike. Uh, you, you've got, you've kind of done some research on it. You know, is there any person or any like any position where you just went? I don't understand like these rankings at all. Even you know, because I've seen a lot of people in the community even go out and say, "All right, top one or two, I get it, I guess." But yeah. even like some of the ninety nine overalls, I think people were like, "How is Mahomes not a ninety nine? Or or how yeah. is a Lamar maybe not a ninety nine or, or whoever?" Because the league MVP, blah 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah. You know what I mean? And especially like quarterbacks is the big one. Everyone everyone freaks out about the quarterback rankings yeah. for sure, which I also don't necessarily agree with, but it's fine. But <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But um, talk to me. But when the, when the ratings dropped, what were your initial like reactions? Were you did you go? Because uh, uh, we're big on rankings on this show. Yeah, I mean, I I I didn't have any problem with the ninety nines. Yeah, I thought because the four that got them were Mahomes. Donald, Thomas, Gilmore. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Those are the four. Or no, McCaffrey got one. There was five. Yeah. Okay. Those are the five. And I go, yes. I I don't know why I said Mahomes would get one. Yeah. I meant to say You hit Lamar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Those are the five that got him. And I said, if you're going to put the five best out there, I would say those are probably the best five. I always have just a caveat with that, though. I always have a little bit of a problem of giving a defensive tackle a 99 overall just because it's, like, the least important position in football. Yeah, I mean, I know Aaron Donald's a freak. I get that. I totally get that. But, like... All right. Yeah, I think I think when you're when you're that much farther from the next true that guy, true I get respect to that. Like like yeah, Aaron, it point. goes like Aaron Donald and, and like then, defensive tackle, and then Chris and Jones probably probably, and then after that you're yeah, really trying to find it's, somebody. It's a, it's a so when you're that far ahead, I think that's why you get it. Or like Stephon Gilmore, it's like Gilmore. Yeah. A right. guy, yeah. you know, like it's right. hard to find. Yeah. The there's next guy. after one. There's a ver- like. There's you a could, you could pick a guy at yeah. that point, you know. But maybe um, it's Ramsey, maybe it's Lattimore, maybe yeah. It's I thought I thought Lamar would. I think Lamar. See, some of these players hurt because like someone like Lamar, I'm like, you're throwing is the reason why you're not a 99. Absolutely, and that's 
Because right. if he was put at running back, he'd probably be like a 90, 98, 99. Right. But because at your quarterback, your throwing is probably not as well. Mm-hmm. So I I don't think I had many direct issues with the ranking. Not like everyone's like, every player wants to be higher than yeah, what right. they are. Yeah, right. But I think at, for the most part, what I saw, I thought yeah. everyone, even, here's the thing, I was shocked that someone like Okuda was like a 77 right. or 76. Yeah. I was like, you haven't played a snap in your 76 well, already. Well, I, I mean, here's my thing about that though, right, is because you can't predict who they are, right, what they're going to be at this level, I think they should just go by draft position. At that point, I really well. Do. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, like, I think I think all the fr- top first rounders are seventy. Like Joe Burrow's a seventy-six. I okay. think Chase Young was a seventy-six. Okay. I think they're all seventy-sixes in their mm-hmm. own right because probably, they probably do that. Right. It's like they like, try to make. Okuda was number one corner in college, and he's the number one corner on the board. He should be ranked higher than AJ Terrell yeah. or oh he or, is yeah you know yeah. what I mean like anybody, like seventy-three or anybody whatever. else yeah. in that quarterback position he should be higher than based yeah agree but I was just yeah I was just like. 76, I feel like, is a pretty good number for yeah, someone yeah, who's for never sure. played a snap. Yeah, absolutely. And so I thought those were I, – like, I always I, think the, the rookie numbers are high. The rookies are funny because they're always like, oh, I'm probably like a 90. And I go, you've never played a down. Yeah. How do you like know people that? are like, Joe Burrow's going to be like 85. I went, he did There's, that in college, guys. Right, yeah. Like exactly. college. Yeah. Denar <laughs> Robinson could throw 5,000 yards in college. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Logan Thomas was the quarterback for Virginia Tech. He played tight end for the Lions last yeah. year. Like, let's – yeah, so, um, <laughs> like yeah, but I don't awesome. think any of the regular rankings, I like going through, I don't think there was a single one where I was like, I disagree a lot with. Yeah. yeah. I think there's obviously the, like, maybe you should have been a little higher than this person's. Yeah. But I thought, I thought they did pretty good, actually. My, my one critique will always be, I know, cause, cause he got hurt, it's fine, it but Stafford definitely should have been higher. I know exactly. I knew that's what you were going to say. Way higher. Just saying. Like, he's at 84. I, I'm, yeah, but he's behind guys like Dak and stuff. I'm sorry, but he was having a better year than Dak was. Just saying. Yeah, but that yeah, and did end up with five thousand at the end though. That's fine, but I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Stafford was second in the league in touchdowns, and then he got hurt. I, I get it, he got hurt, I understand, but yeah. same time, come on, put some yeah. respect on this man's name. But it's fine, it's it's whatever. But I do think though that there is a little bit of a uh it's hard because I think like like the team, like a Lions team is never going to be ranked that good in Madden until they do something in the postseason, oh, right? Yeah. Like we can we yeah. can all kind of agree on that. Um, because I think it's and I think a team too, like I think they're going to fall into the New England category where like even New England, they're not a very good team in Madden. No, you know they I mean? don't have because um, they don't have like the true like they don't have stars. Here's some, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say here's the problem with the Lions, they don't have star power. Right, like they don't have a guy that's like right. Like you don't have like an Aaron Donald where you're right. like, wow, that is be- that by yeah, far this the best. dude. You don't is have amazing. a you don't have a by far best player on yeah. your team. You could say Stafford's like most valuable player, but he's the quarterback, so he should yeah. be. Right. But after that, there's not really like that. Right. You guy can make an argument. Okay, maybe it's Trey Flowers. Maybe it's Ken Gallagher. Yeah. Maybe but you have a lot of guys who are like average good mm-hmm. but you don't have that guy right. yeah it's where, more about the team than it is about and that's yeah that's players. what the patriots are that's what a lot a lot of the mid to low teams are and that's why teams like the chiefs in seattle succeed in mm-hmm. the madden rating right. it's like man you got russell you got bobby wagner right. you got, now you got this guy like Adams, right yeah you got all these guys who are just like i think too, guys. i think those teams too fit into easier classifications like bobby wagner right will tear your head off if you're running across yeah. the middle where Ball Adams, same thing. Tyree Kill is just the fastest he's receiver yeah, in the league. So that's why he's going to be faster than everybody. So I think it's easier sometimes to quantify their impact on the game because their individual skill set matches what Madden is known for, right? Yeah. Like you'll see Madden play, professional Madden players, 
you know, playing a red game where they they put the fifth string corner out there because he's got a ninety four speed and Slay's got a ninety speed, mm-hmm. right? And he like, well, I need better speed. That's that's all I care about is speed or, or mm-hmm. what have you. So yeah. it's a little bit interesting to see that that dynamic. You know, like <clears throat> like Taylor Mays is a big player for Madden twenty, right? Taylor Mays has been leading years, mm-hmm. right? He was an average safety at best, but he's one of the best user Madden players that mm-hmm. you can use because of his abilities that Madden has given him. So it's it's just interesting to see kind of the the balance in all that stuff. What's the, give me one thing you're really looking forward to for this next Madden, if anything. Because I know that some of the players are like, it's pretty much Madden 20. I mean, every year has been like Madden 18, but I can't really <laughs> say that. I will say, so I was looking this up just yeah. a second ago. Yeah. Uh, one cool <clears throat> feature is they have location-based tackles. So the defensive oh, nice. people are going to like know actually have awareness Mm -hmm. and they're going to change their tackle depending on like how it is so say it's like fourth and one and the guy's like running directly at them they're actually going to like try to like break down and like stop them from getting instead of 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 just like throwing them to a first down they're going to like try to stop them i think that's or like they're running to the sideline they're actually going to use the sideline and like take them out of bounds instead of just trying to do a normal tackle which then you could spin out over something so i think location-based tackling it's going to make it very interesting. Apparently, the user for that is really bad, though. Mm-hmm. But I hope that the computers yeah. that I don't have to control right. are, like, more aware. And they're like, hey, right. let me just stay in the zone instead of, like, drifting off or not doing yeah. anything. When the game drops, I think we should do well, After the first couple of days we play and we, we go in and we do a little bit of a review of it. Because yeah. I do think that there's some things that people are nervous about with this next upcoming release, you know? Yeah. So I think once we kind of get our hands on a little bit and see, all right, this is some glaring weaknesses here, but they also did some improvements here because I yeah. think it's always a give and take. Obviously, you're not going to run the ball this year because you really yeah, were able they, to run. Yeah. You're going to be able to run the ball like they crazy. They nerfed it pretty hard, apparently. <laughs> so if you're a 49er fan, you go, oh, crap. Well, I guess we're changing <laughs> to the Chiefs. <laughs> for sure. All right, Mike, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Next week, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe we're talking about cancellation of baseball again. I don't know. Cool, so, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to defend, really, but that's going to be it for the Mystic Whale Man. He's the Merc Zone. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.